Hello and welcome everybody to the Father, the Daughter, and the Holy Podcast. Join my father and I as we discuss relevant and meaningful ideas and values inspired by the weekly Torah portion. Our goal is to open our discussion to you in the hopes that it will give you something to think and reflect on, as well as be another interesting conversation that you can have with your family, friends, and peers. So let's delve right in. Hello and welcome everybody. Super exciting to be here with you guys. Um, we are going to be going into some Rosh Hashanah thoughts, um, that being, <laughs> being that Rosh Hashanah is on Sunday. Um, lots of thoughts. Rosh Hashanah is like a really awesome, actually an awesome or an awful. The day of awe. The day of awe. The days of awe. Well, I remember as a kid when I would read that in the, yeah, we, we had these old, you know, prayer books, these Machazorim. On the high holidays, and and it would, the subtitle was the days of awe. And as a kid, I didn't know how to pronounce that. I was like, awe, <laughs> days of awe, awe. Like when I had my English tutor, and I had <clears throat> to learn how to pronounce O W as ow, brownies. Right. You don't spell <laughs> so brownies O U. O W. O W. B R O W N I E. Yeah. Check me. <laughs> well, anyway. Just to get to the thing, yeah, the days of awe, uh, Rosh Hashanah, um, the new year. So, so the, the, day, the day of Rosh Hashanah in our tradition is a day of judgment, right? It's a day, day of judgment. And the day of judgment, I think we spoke about it last time, I think. Yeah, right? two it's, weeks ago. Right, we spoke about the idea of, um, of, of, of the idea of teshuva, of doing repentance based on your standing in front of God. I think that's what we were saying. Like, yeah. Right, when you think about God, what happens to you? Um, when you talk about God, what happens to you? Like, how distant does that feel? The idea of like a supreme being, the one, you know, that is the creator of everything, who is everything, you know, like all those major um, ideas that have to do with, with what we understand God to be is is the way that Rosh Hashanah is introducing for us to connect to how we're doing ourselves, you know, vis-a-vis our goals and our aspirations in life, and how do we create meaning for ourselves. But now I want to take a little different tact, tack and, and talk about um, another way where we human beings have been forced almost to create meaning just by configuration, and that is... That philosophers and psychologists, of course, but mostly philosophers over the years have always talked about the um, the the condition that human beings live in, which is the condition of we're all going to die. <laughs> I told you this is going to be a little morbid, right? <laughs> we're, we're all going to die, right? Mm. Now, how a person, how conscious a person wants to be of, of that. Is, is up to his him, up to his, his own choosing, but the idea that there's meaning in life, but yet we're all going to die, is something that philosophers and our thinkers have been thinking about for thousands of years. If you think about King Solomon, he mentions in his book Kohelet um, that Hakoholecha um, Makom Echad, right? Everything goes to the same place. And he's talking about basically human futility. Um, that people do this and they do all kinds of things to create meaning. 
But yet, what meaning is there um, to life if, after all, it's, it's very fleeting, it's very short, and then you're not here anymore? And then what's left? So... That question doesn't... It doesn't resonate with you? No, I feel you're like... You're not like so bothered with it? No, I it, actually not even am I not so bothered with it, but I feel like we actually recently this week for some reason were or maybe last week we said like wow can you imagine if oh we because we were talking about the Olamaba. oh no we were talking about Ganeden well yeah we're, Ita, Ita, we were talking Ita about about the next world right what we were talking about the idea of the next world that, that if there wouldn't be an idea of the next world then what would we if there would be any meaning in life. No, right. That was our podcast. But this week we were talking in, 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 my, oh. in my studies about like Gan Eden, like, wow, can you imagine if, you know, what if we were really, you know, God intended us to be immortal, right? Um, just like, you know, throwing out ideas or what would be the point, whatever. But the, the thought of living forever is like so unmotivating and so horrible to me. <laughs> like, honestly, I, I would hate to live forever. I would hate to be immortal. I find that the whole, um, one of the main things that gives us motivation and purpose in life is knowing that we're going to die. I don't feel like knowing that we're going to die makes life purposeless. I feel like it actually gives us the motivation and the impulse to use the time that we have well because we are going to die. It's like everybody, it's like humanity's procrastination like uh, motivational impulse it's like humanity as a whole works on cramming it's like we all know we're gonna die <laughs> so we all have like this deadline so we're all like oh quick get it all in now okay well that's kind of i mean so what we're doing is we're searching for meaning and we're trying to do things that are, are meaningful societies are made of that religions are made of that to give us the sense that what we do has, it has meaning right right because we're gonna die Exactly. And if we weren't going to die, then we wouldn't be okay, so doing Okay, so are we trying to escape the fact that there's death and that everything dies or we're, we're going to embrace it? I think we totally embrace it. I don't think we're trying to escape death. But there's a terror in death because then you don't exist. Right. And fear of the unknown, but, I, but death is a great thing. I it's really a great thing as a motivator. As a concept, as a motivator, yeah, I, I'm a big believer in death. <laughs> it's it's horrible, you know. I was sitting, I, I was being Menachem twice this week. It's it's very hard to deal with. Death is catches everybody by surprise, and and there's denial and anger, and and it's hurtful. I'm not saying that death is a lovely, it's you know, it's delicious, pleasant situation. But I think it's it's a very good thing, like a tova. Okay, let, let's change channels for a second. The day of judgment, okay, which is the day of Rosh Hashanah according to our tradition. And the truth is our prayer books are full of the idea of who's going to live, who's going to die, how are people going to die. You know, the big, the big uh, poem in the middle of, of Unatana Tokev, of the Rosh Hashanah prayers. Um, is about that. And uh, you know, we're asking God to, to remember us for life. And it's all about life and death, basically, in one way or another, mm-hmm. right? At the bottom line, that's what we're talking about. Like, who's going to live, right? 
Um, so the question is, what does that do to you? What does that do to us? What is that meant to do? So by going back to that name, the days of awe, a lot of times it's construed to mean days of awe, of trembling, of trepidation, because we're all going to die, so shape up. So basically it's, a, it's like a wake-up call on the day of Rosh Hashanah, where it's a day of judgment, and just like judgment is like, okay, there's an end to all of your merrymaking and frivolity and goofy stuff, and you can't just like go on and do and waste your life. There's going to be judgment. Like you're going to have to answer for all of your things. Okay, there's, there's an end, right? That's what, that's what sobers people up when they think of judgment. Judgment means like there's a price to pay. This can't go on forever, mm-hmm. right? So synonymous with that is like our lives don't go on forever. The, so the question is, now what? What does that do for you? So is it about trepidation? Is it about like, oh man, like do, what are we supposed to do? Are we, do? are we supposed to conjure up like what it would mean to actually be leaving this world as if it would be happening at any time? And then... And then where does that leave you? Like now I'm going to rededicate my life to something much more meaningful. Are we trying to escape death or are we trying to embrace death? I can't imagine that we're trying to escape death. Like, meaning we all want to live. So we're all praying for life and we're all praying for goodness. So to that extent, I think that we are trying to quote unquote, you know, escape death but I I mean we don't want it it's not good to want it because because we don't want it right because everyone wants to feel like there's more to give there's more to do there's more impact to make it's not my time yet but uh, personally I don't think about life and death on Rosh Hashanah well it's screaming out from the pages that's for sure right it's like Sifrei Chaim v'Sifrei Meitim Petuchim Lefanecha. You know, it's the, the, the books, the heavenly books of death and life are open. I think about it much more on a like spiritual fulfillment kind of place. Like it's, I don't think about physical life and death. I'm more like, for me, it, you know, a year to be to the safer Chaim is like this like being able to have a year full of growth and of life in, in a more philosophical way, like success and thriving and, and growing and being able to flourish in whatever, you know, in the environments that you're in and being able to like in that poem that I wrote to be a, a vehicle for, for glory and for divi- divinity. But well, why couldn't name. you do that even if there wasn't death? Because... I just, again, I feel like it's not that you couldn't do that. I just feel like you just wouldn't be so motivated to do that because we could have all our lives to do that. All of our eternity. Eternity. Like, just thinking about, like, all of eternity is, like, It's funny because I don't have that. Oh, my gosh, it would be the worst. I don't have that feeling. Immortality never, ever was at all enticing, ever. I'm like, I'm so happy I'm going to die one day. It's a good thing. So interesting. 
I just, just I would hate to live. Uh, I'm kind of like frozen now because I don't know what else to say. I mean, what, what? Uh, so, so in a way, I, you are, you embrace the idea of death. I think it's yeah. I think it's a good thing. I don't want to die now, like you said. I feel like there's there's still there's still too much to do. I feel like there's so much I can give. You anticipate and so much in that some distant, hopefully very very distant future. I hope at 120 and you know with all my faculties to die in my sleep. But then you'll say, oh, now it's time. Now it's time, yeah. Oh yeah, you think that's gonna happen? I hope so. You imagine yourself saying that one day. I'm old. So I'm like, okay, I'd like to check out now. No, it's not like, like I, where's the concierge? No, I, I feel like it, it would come more from a sense. It's not like it's, it wouldn't be something that you dread. It's like, oh, I don't want to die. It's like, I'm, I'm happy. I'm content. I'm, I'm doing what I still believe that I can be doing. And if it's time for me to go, then sababa. Time to, time to bounce. Like the, the idea of, of dying doesn't bother me. I am I'm scared of dying because I'm scared if it's going to be painful. I'm scared that I'm going to die too early. There are, there are definitely fears around death. But I, I don't fear dying. Do you, feel, do you, feeding into what we were saying before, do you feel that's because you're going to really continue to exist after you die? I definitely, I'm saying that's definitely where my mind goes. I'm like, you know, my body gets buried and it disintegrates, you know, booyah. And, you know, my, my little ball of light, which is normally how I envision the soul, just like a little ball of light, will travel into something or other that's very... Like a Tinkerbell. Yeah, I don't, I like, I don't think too much about what the rest of it looks like because I have no idea what goes down. But it just, it feels very peaceful and like, it'll be good. Would be nice. Hmm. Very chill. Well, I still think that the Day of Judgment uses this imagery of death to tell to, to give us a message. The question is, what is the message? Is it to sh- is it to like shock everyone into like fear and trepidation and to like shape up? It's kind of like I don't know. A uh, principal of the school walks into the class and, you know, pounds the desk and says, Buck stops here, you know, no more shenanigans, you know, because there's going to be consequences. I wonder if anyone is going to understand <laughs> that saying. <laughs> shenanigans? Buck stops here, buck. no more shenanigans. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it wasn't millennial. Uh, but basically, like, no more fooling around. There's going to be consequences. There's the Abella's joke. The millennial cow that goes, uh, moo. <laughs> <laughs> Just so everyone knows the joke. The joke goes knock knock. Who's there? Millennial interrupting cow. <laughs> Millennial. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Us non-millennials don't think it's so funny. No. <laughs> um, okay, I'm done. <laughs> question is, can we get back now to death? <laughs> Definitely. Death. Till death do us part. Well, 
I was just wondering about that because I, what I'm trying to get to is to a place where the idea of bringing up death on the day of judgment is actually a way of creating a lot more meaning into what we do. Um, but I'd like to describe that feeling of meaning almost as if it's like a weightlessness. Mm-hmm. You know that difference between feeling weightless and totally um, in free fall versus weightlessness and a sense of being weightlessness. You, can, you, can you get into those words that I'm trying to describe? One reminds you know when me you of... like shuck, when you can shuck off all of those things that are like bringing you down and like making life that you're trying to breathe so much meaning into almost as if it's a chore that you don't know where this heaviness is coming from, but it's kind of becoming this stress about having to be and having to make something of yourself and having to get somewhere, be somewhere so that you can be someone, so that you can make something of yourself, so that you can say to yourself that I may had a life of meaning. And somehow what I'm trying to explore is that the positive message of thinking of the day of judgment and the day of death is that you become like this more weightless, free, um, thinking, moving, acting person who is acting in a sense of just living the life of meaning for what it means right now. It's, it's, not, it's unencumbered with this, this extra weight that we put on it about like, what's going to be if? Like, what, what happens if I don't succeed? What happens if I don't make it? What happens if people think that I'm a failure? What happens if my significant other says that like you've amounted to nothing? What about all these things that I've constructed for myself that sometimes philosophers or psychologists say is like we do transference all the time about I take my fears and I transfer them onto something else and I make that that thing, that that thing or person or idea or activity is going to take the place of my fears, right? And, and when I satisfy that thing, if that thing's okay, then I can f- get rid of my fears, and a lot of what we do in life is that in order we have this like general latent fear of meaninglessness, which is death, which we associate with death. Because what could be the meaning of death itself? I mean, why, why can't the person go on? Like the, the, in death, there's meaninglessness. That's, that's what we fear, that it will just be nothing. We fear that very much. Humans in general fear that very much. We're, you're looking at me with those eyes because we're in a religious context. And in a religious context, we can have a little bit more weightlessness and freedom in thinking about death because it's not just dread. It's, it's meaning itself. You yourself said that death has meaning. right? But, but for an atheist, death is just death. It has no meaning. It's just the proof of the, chaotic, the chaos and the chaotic fashion uh, the chaotic nature of the world. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not sure where I, I want to take this. Certainly, a day of judgment in, in a religious context makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to describe that feeling. It's, it's a description of that, are, that we're, we're trying to latch onto the idea of 
look, this is not really about you and your things and like what you need to be, you know, and get to. It's like you have to realize that you are ephemeral and temporary. Meaning needs to transcend. Meaning needs to transcend that feeling of like it's all stuck in me, in the way I understand myself now. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? I'm, I'm kind so, of getting vibes like this, like human doing versus human being kind of play on words. Like the first being mm-hmm. where we're all like very focused on what we're going to do and what we're going to be and how we're going to do it and how we're going to make meaning and, you know, doing all the things and checking off all the boxes. And somehow those still feeling like you're running from one thing to the next and trying to catch your breath and still feeling like maybe I didn't get it or maybe I'm doing it and not really being in that feeling of life being meaningful. Yeah. I And, and, Whereas I'm basically saying human activity is about making meaning. People will think, if people are not in the activity of making meaning, so then they're, they're, they're basically checking out. In other words, there's not everyone in the world. In other words, people who don't consciously or somewhat subconsciously look for meaning, they're checking out. They're drugging up. They're committing suicide. They're, they're uh, getting busy. You know, doing a lot of busy work so they don't have to think about meaning. They're just getting involved. Um, there's different ways out of this complex that human beings have. But if we're cognizant, we are, you know, which we try to be, we try to make meaning of the things that we do, the things that we think, and what our lives are about. And I'm just saying that in the effort to create meaning in life, I feel that that the message of death helps us become unfettered. And, and, and instead of taking the, the quest for meaning in life as being some kind of a, like a cross that you put on your, over your shoulders, it becomes more of a freeing activity, a free, freeing um, feeling of just the search and the creation of meaning. And it's I, almost as like, let me just say it one more way. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if like Maimonides says it, he says, he says that the human motivation should be, instead of doing it for other stuff, instead of doing things for ulterior motives, the, the ultimate motivation for man should be doing the truth because it's true. Mm-hmm. Doing the truth because it's true seems to me the same idea as searching for meaning creating meaning because it, it's meaningful meaning and, and therefore let me just yeah. and therefore when you take death out of the picture as if death is like the motivator you're trying kind of escaping death by creating meaning but when you take death and you normalize it and you contextualize it right and you and you bring it to the fore then then you embrace it in a way right so then it's, you're not fighting death by creating meaning. You're creating meaning because you want to create meaning. I see. Okay. That was, that was a lot more clear. Yeah. Because I was still trying to piece in where the death part came in. Because you were, it seemed to me that you were describing the kind of person who is always almost scurrying. Like scurrying around. Like very hectically trying to make things meaningful. Whereas the person who just lives in a meaningful way. Um, and how different that feels. Um, but I understand that the, your putting in of death here is 
in one case, the, the heaviness of a person that feels like they have to do everything that is meaningful and make everything meaningful so that when they die, life will still have been meaningful. And that way, almost escaping death because they won't, it won't all amount to nothing. Yeah, like, look at me. I'm bringing my whole ledger of stuff. Exactly. Whereas the person who, who is okay with death coming and, and, you know, feels that life in itself is meaningful and doing meaningful things because that is a good way to live and bringing meaning into the world and meaning into your life is a divine thing and a, and a good pursuit in itself. And when death comes, it will come. And just because death exists does not mean that life will not be meaningful and that what you did has not been meaningful. It's just part of the circle of life. And it doesn't add that like stress or that pressure that you need to beat the, the almost like the cancellation of death. Like death won't cancel out meaning in right. the end. Right. Right. And that's the stress in the prayers that we say that God should remember us for life because God is a God of life. As Elohim Chaim. God is a God of life. God of life means He is only life. There is no death in God. Because death is the, is the, is the lack of life. Mm -hmm. In other words, when something is death, dead, completely dead, it's meaningless, really. Right. It's just the absence of. Mm -hmm. So it's an interesting way to put it also though, especially when we're looking at it as you know the world to come and how we all have a eternal aspect of ourselves as Telem Elohim. It's almost like connecting to this to this space of knowing that there is there's always life. Even when our bodies come to an end, there's there's always life. And so we just try to enrich our our, our infinite self with meaning and, and goodness and it, like I'm, I feel calm just just thinking about it just you know you do good you you do things that are meaningful and inspiring and wholesome because right because it's a good thing to do right and it's it, the question is can you be just as motivated as a person that's motivated by fear that's a good question because the reason why it's so used so often used the, the, the more of the negative motivator is because it, generally speaking, uh, seems to motivate more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're kind of stuck. Well, I guess we could always leave that to our, to our listeners. You know, we have our email here. If you listen to the last couple of seconds of the um, podcast, we have our email down there. It's also in the show notes. Um, tell us what you think about motivation and what's more motivating, whether fear or peacefulness you know um it seems to seems and if to be death is a motivator well, if death is a motivator um you know let us know your thoughts and we hope that you all have a lovely rosh hashanah that is meaningful and um light and calm as well being able to really mesh everything together and connect. um connect on a profound level to everybody um we will be catching you guys next year and that's a wrap, my friends. We hope that our conversation inspired you and gave you something to chew on. Please send us your feedback, questions, comments, topics you'd be interested in discussing, and even triggers so we can generate more relevant and meaningful conversation. You can contact us at fdhp.feedback at gmail.com. And we are wishing you a blessed week, and we'll catch you next time.